Are you a church leader trying to navigate the tension of doing ministry both online and in person? Welcome to the Bricks and Clicks Church Leadership Podcast, a podcast where church leaders and ministry experts share ideas, solutions, and experiences about making church work both in person and online. Meet the hosts of Bricks and Clicks, a Brit and an Aussie who became friends in their efforts of making churches irresistible. Duncan Banks lives just outside London, England, and Jason Perkins lives in Brisbane, Australia. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Banksy and Perko. Well, g'day everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bricks and Clicks podcast. And we are in part two of an international Christmas conversation that we are literally taking you to all four corners of the world to find out from leaders all around the world what Christmas is like in their neck of the woods. And today is no exception. But before we get to this guest that we're going to talk to this in this episode, I want to just remind you, if you haven't had a chance to listen to part one of this conversation, and if you're not familiar with what the crack is around Christmas time or any time for that matter, you got to go back and listen to part one of this episode because Jamie, our friend from Ireland, introduced us to this crazy idea of the crack that they talk about in Ireland, along with our good friend Morgan, who shared with us some interesting things that happened in South Africa during the Christmas season. But without further ado, Duncan, why don't you introduce us to our guest on this part two of this episode? So it's fantastic finding out what different people do on Christmas right around the world. And I'm so excited because my good friend Rhonda Henricks is with us at the moment, uh, Perko. You, uh, have you been to Rhonda's house, Perko? So I have not visited Rhonda's house, but I'm looking at it on Zoom. And for those that maybe get to see this on YouTube, the decorations are spectacular, Rhonda. I love it. So what's, what is, tell us about decorating your home. Is that a whole family affair? Your husband, does he get involved? Is it something he loves to do? Tell us about decorating. Well, if he doesn't love to do it, he fakes it really, really well because he um, definitely wants, and he is a, he is a pleaser. So there's that. So I don't know if he loves it or not. Probably not. But um, yeah, definitely we do make it a family affair. Um, There's always a a day on the calendar where we're going to decorate um, this year, we're actually in a um, temporary location. We are, we've moved into an apartment. So decorating this year looks a little bit different, but in historically, yes, we bring the whole family together. We do a tree trimming time. Of course, we've got some apple cider and some tunes going on, some nice Christmas tunes happening, kind of setting the mood. And then um, we actually have, um, you said so for those of you who are watching on YouTube, you can see the star at the top, but we also have this uh, a nail at the bottom. I don't know if anybody has heard of this little tradition, but we do have a nail at the bottom so that, and the idea is that you're just reminded about Christ and his love um, when you're down there looking at the presence under the tree. And so um, we do have a tradition on Christmas morning when we're um, handing out the gifts, like somebody gets to start the tradition um, or the passing out the gifts and whoever receives the gift goes to the tree to get the next gift to be opened. And, um, there's just a constant reminder under the tree when you're choosing a gift to give to the next person of the reason of the season, of course, and being, you know, crystal clear that it's not about us. And it's, um, all about what, you know, the, that wonderful baby that came to save us back in the day. So we are just so grateful for that. So that's one of our traditions. I'm stealing it. I'm stealing it. I'm stealing it. It's so good. 
If you're listening to this, it's never too late to start a new Christmas tradition. It really oh. isn't. I have never, ever heard of anybody yeah. who's put a nail at the bottom of a tree to remind them that, 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 that it, this is all about Jesus. I just think that's fantastic. I'm having but that. Pause. That's a great idea. I say, Duncan, if, if anyone that's listening, pause, pause your podcast right now, walk out to your garage, grab a hammer, grab a nail, because even if it's a week before or two days before Christmas or the day of, go put the nail in the bottom of the tree. It's a great tradition to start. I love that. And honestly, the way we do it is we've actually just tied a cute little red ribbon on it and hung it on as an ornament. So it's kind of towards the front, but it's at the bottom of the tree. Yeah. Um, so that you're under there and you see that nail. But yeah, you could nail it into the bottom of the tree as well. So Love that. Rhonda, who, do, who does all the cooking? I mean, I've, I've been to your house. You made me the most spectacular meal. It was, I mean, it was just amazing. And uh, Mark just sat and chatted with me while you were busy in the kitchen. Does he get involved with the turkey? I mean, do you guys have turkey and all the trimmings? What's the tradition around food at Christmas for you? So a uh, little secret, Mark would love to do turkey at every holiday and I'm not a <laughs> turkey fan. So I let him do one ah. at Thanksgiving. <laughs> we definitely have turkey at Thanksgiving. That feels traditional. But for Christmas, I sometimes agree, but usually veto it. And we usually do a uh, beef tenderloin Oh. And it's you know, roasted in the oven after five hours and maybe some sort of a peppercorn sauce. And we've, oh. we've made it um, where we have like these uh, gratin potatoes that we've made as a side dish. And they have like some, you know, Gruyere cheese on them. And they're, they're phenomenal. Oh, and Rhonda, stop it. I'm getting so hungry I, now I'm, you're talking about this. I'm done. The pepper, you had me at peppercorn sauce. I'm all. <laughs> Heck yeah. yeah. So good. So one of the funny things is this year we, uh, you know, we're, like I mentioned, we're in an apartment, so we're in the process of moving. And so we are in an apartment this year. And so I proposed the idea of this year doing lasagna for Christmas and my girls had a, <laughs> so we will be doing tenderloin, peppercorn sauce and uh, gratin potatoes. <laughs> That's so good. We always, in the, in the, I don't know what you have in, in Australia, Paco, but in the UK, we always have Christmas pud. We have Christmas pudding, which is like a fruit pudding. And when I was younger, Granny used to put little, little coins in it, you know, which was, it's only nothing to an adult, but to a kid, it was great. Um, do you have, what, what are your dessert traditions in America? What do people have? Is it apple pie or pumpkin yeah. pie or something? At our house, it's, there's never a question about what it's going to be. There's going to be two different kinds of pie. It's going to be a homemade apple pie, which I'm a little bit of a pie snob. So like it's cannot be canned pies. There's yeah. a, Certain kind of apple, like it's just got to be just so. I'm. It, can you tell I'm a number one on the Enneagram? <laughs> um, and then we make a uh, a cherry um, crumb pie. So it's a sour cherry pie with uh, you know kind of a crumb topping. So we have both of those, and usually every plate gets served with a slice of each. <laughs> wow, so good. Hey, hey Perko, how yeah. on earth do you get an invite to the Hendricks house? I know. I, I'm, I fan, next Christmas, I'm, I fancy an invite there. I'm, I'm intrigued by the, the cherry pie, the, the sour crumb cherry pie. I'm, I'm intrigued by that. That sounds, sounds really good. In Australia, Dunk, we, you asked, it's summertime, so we, we eat tons of seafood at Christmas. Of course. Like, you can't find a prawn to save your life, or as they would say <laughs> in the States, a shrimp. Um, but yeah, we, um, yeah, mate, it's all about the seafood at Christmas time and spending a lot of time 
at the beach eating the seafood. So no. it's just wrong. You can't go to the beach at Christmas. Absolutely crazy. So hey, Rhonda, last last question. Um, what do you do? Because I know you know you work for North Point Community Church, which is a massive church. I mean, what do you traditionally? What do you guys do? I mean, are you mad working, or do you just turn up with a family and 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 watch the show and come home again? What, what, what's what happens Christmas at church? Yeah, that's a really great question. Um, you're right. So in my family, we have we have three daughters. Two of them are married, and um, in years past, three of us work at churches. So I've got a daughter at one church. I, I work at another one, and then my son-in-law is at another one. So then we recruit everybody else as volunteers. So we're all serving, and there's no there's no choice. Like it's not which service do you want to serve at. It's like which of the six services. What job do you want at? each service because you're going to be serving with us. Um, but you know, that's Christmas whenever we, you know, when we do our, uh, church service as a service, but, um, personally, then we always try to find some time to engage in the Christmas story, uh, whether that's watching online or usually we'll carve out one of those services where we'll say, Hey, this one's going to be the least attended. So as a family, we're going to find one of those times to sit down as a family, and carve out the space to engage in church um, together. So, and it just sets up for the whole Christmas, you know, week or, you know, the few days of Christmas that are about to come, um, uh, we're about to embark on. You haven't, you, you haven't been meeting as a church since March time, you know, because we've all been locked down. So it, is Christmas at North Point totally online or are you gathering? And if it is online, what's it going to look like? Yeah, so we're doing some interesting things. There's a, uh, I think a couple of our campuses are doing some different things. We're doing a tree lighting service at North Point Community Church this weekend. And so there will be, uh, I think there's six different time slots. It was about an hour long, kind of a night of worship type of an idea. It's a standing only event, so there won't be chairs and things like that. So uh, we're also going to have a Christmas market, which is an interesting idea um, on campus with 25 local uh, kind of you know, artists or, you know, vendors. So that'll be kind of an interesting idea. We've never done that before. Uh, one of our campuses is doing, uh, I think they're doing eight different services over two days, very right. social distance. And, you know, every room is going to be open in the building and there are gonna have tickets and things like that. Another one of our campuses is just doing a drive-through, like kind of a, a light up musical event. So that'll be an interesting, we'll hand, it, have it, hand out hot cocoa on the front end of their journey through that drive-through. Mm. And then they'll have some engagement with different things along the way um, before they exit. And then on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, we're kind of running back-to-back -back online. We are doing a special Christmas, kind of the reading of the Christmas story, but in a very unique and creative way. So that'll be available online um, through northpoint.org. Yeah, so good. That's immense. Hey, Rhonda, thank you for letting us into your Christmas secrets. I'm never going to forget the nail at the bottom of the tree. That's yeah. great. And 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 I think the only thing that Perko and me want to do is for you and Mark and the family just wish you an incredibly Merry Christmas. Yeah. And our prayer is that 2021 will be a lot more free than 2020 has been for you. <laughs> yeah. um, Yes, thank you guys so much. And uh, Merry Christmas to both of you as well. And anytime you want to come over for that piece of pie, you just show on up and it'll be there for you. Duncan, we got our good friend Charlie from Mexico with us. And we're talking Latin American Christmas 
traditions and experiences that you guys enjoy in the Latin speaking part of the world. Feliz Navidad. It's great to have you on. Thank you so much. Duncan, what do you think? Kick off some a question for Charlie related to Christmas and traditions in that part of the world. I mean, is, is it just stereotypical, Charlie? But do you have tacos at Christmas? I mean, I don't know. Is that am I am I just making a a, a stereotypical slur? Or yeah, what do you do food wise? Well, food wise, the whole month of December. And remember, I live in Mexico, but I am from Costa Rica. Yes. So I have a great mixture. So uh, tamales. That's tamales. The, that's the big tradition. Yes. What are they? I've never heard of them. Tamales. I, so, Charlie, when I lived in Austin, Texas, for I was there for about seven years, you could get those fresh tamales on the side of the road. Guys, vendors would sell them on the side of the road. Phenomenal. Explain, explain to Duncan. The, well, yeah. over, here, over here in Mexico, you can get those all year long. And they have different types in the northern parts and the southern part of Mexico. But in Costa Rica, they, you get a plantain leaf with um, flour, rice, uh, usually pork or or uh, chicken, um, sweet pepper, uh, maybe another kind of vegetable, and they they wrap it around and put it in boiled water, and then you open it up and you eat it. It's just Delicious. It's delicious. delicious. And you get that. And all the minis right now, it's tamales for breakfast, lunch, coffee, and dinner. That's the only thing you eat for the whole time. So what do you eat on Christmas Day? One giant tamale? No, no. I mean, usually, and that's that's something funny we have. We usually have Christmas on the 24th dinner. Ah. That's what we usually do because... Remember that Latin America is mostly Catholic. So people are used to go to mass at midnight. Okay. So usually it's dinner after that. And the children will open the presents after midnight or the next day in the morning. So we usually have uh, either the turkey or a pork uh, thing on the, on the oven and uh, potato and apple salad. It's, a, it's something, it's a, really nice uh, mixture and of course the next day if you are still hungry you can get a tamale afterwards but <laughs> <laughs> so, so charlie, there's not a taco in sight then yeah not a taco in sight charlie tell us about desserts in it at christmas time in your neck of the woods what is what does that look like because you know duncan you guys in the uk you have this christmas pudding um you know, that's delicious. It's like a fruitcake, right? Really moist. It's a big, stodgy, hot, moist. Yeah. Yeah. Fruit. Uh, yes. Love so it. Good. I've had it thing. with a little yeah, bit yeah. of custard on it. What do you, yeah, guys, yeah. what do you guys do Charlie in, in central, in Mexico or even Costa Rica for desserts? Well, last year that was my first Christmas here in Monterey, Mexico. They had this dessert with apple and a, and a white uh, pudding with a, with an apple. It was just delicious. Huh. The problem is that I had it before the dinner, so it was really hard for me to get up to dinner. <laughs> but in Costa Rica, we usually get an apple pie or a pecan. Uh-huh. Uh, pecan, yeah. Pecan. Uh, but again, we're really hard on tamales. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> back to the tamale. Hey, what do it you does. have? It does. I'm having tamales. Well, but, but one yeah. of the interesting thing about the tamales is that usually the 
the grandmother of the family. She's the one with the recipe. Yes. And then in my family, I remember every single year at a certain date in December, all my mom's family will gather around and we will make 400 tamales. And we <laughs> divide it between the whole families. And we usually will go to a house with a, a couple of tamales and we'll exchange tamales when we visit and we will taste them. And oh, we need to go to their house next yes. week because they have really good tamales. So, I mean, it's a big exchange thing and you can taste different recipes and all that. It's really, it's really fun. Charlie, when I, when I moved from Austin to Colorado Springs, we lost our connection with all the tamale vendors, but we, we found a lady, Miss Lupita, who made tamales every Christmas. And it, it's this same thing. It's this family recipe that Miss Lupita, you know, passed down from her grandmother to her. And, and man, they were the best tamales. So Duncan, you got to, uh, somewhere in London, someone's got to be able to make you a tamale. It's got to be. I'm sure somewhere. I could find it. I'm sure Amazon can deliver it. Yeah. I think here's, here's the thing that I'm realizing. We've spoken to, you know, Morgan across in South Africa, Rhonda in America. It just seems that everyone we're talking to, we talked to Jamie in Ireland, Charlie here in Mexico, and, and the conversations I've had with you, Perko, everything that comes out is it's all about family. Actually, the presents are great, you know, but it's yeah. about family. And I love what Charlie's saying there. You know, grandma yeah. makes the tamales and hands it out to the family. It is all about, I mean, that at the end of the day, isn't it, Charlie? Family is, is what Christmas is all about. It's being together. Well, let me tell you something. In the family, whoever is higher in the hierarchy in the family is the one who wraps the tamales. Whoever is lower in the hierarchy is the one that cleans the plants. Uh, okay? If you're doing that job, you know you're not in a really good position with your grandma. <laughs> she doesn't trust you that much. But if she's beside you, wrapping up the tamales, oh, you're her favorite grandson. You've so what, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what are you doing this Christmas? I usually eat the whatever is left. Uh, <laughs> So some some rap some going up by the years. Okay, that's great. Yeah, yeah. Some clean, that. some rap. Charlie eats. Charlie eats. Hey, talk me through. Just couple, I've got a couple of questions. Talk me through um, the Mesa household on Christmas morning. I mean, you've got young kids, so they must wake you up like some ungodly hour to get the presents. Well, talk me through Christmas Day. What does it look like? Well, uh, this is this is this is fun. I, I, when you guys told me we were going to talk about that, uh, this I, I remember, and I had these conversations with my kids this year. I have an eleven-year-old, eight-year-old, and a four turning five right now. So this year, since we can't come out, uh, Amazon has been bringing presents so far. So we have some presents over there. Okay. Yeah. Um, we found out that my four-year-old, she already opened and closed all the presents. <laughs> oh, you're getting this. Oh, you're getting that. Oh, no! She's, <laughs> she's, got the, she's got the Amazon delivery di- driver tied around her little finger. Like he... <laughs> Something like that. But the, another thing that I found out is that since Latin America is so Catholic, we have this weird mixture between Santa Claus and baby Jesus. No. So kids don't, are not sure who is the one bringing the presents. Ah. Some people will say, no, you have to wait until midnight. And other people will say, no, on Christmas morning. So I was talking to my kid because he, my eight-year-old, he said, I want a PlayStation 5. And you, right now, they're off. You can't get those. 
you you write to Amazon or eBay or whatever, they say January, February. So I had to tell my, my eight-year-old, you know what? We're not getting, you're not getting the PlayStation 5. Why? Because they run out. But Santa Claus, he can do it. No, he ran out of it. So ask baby Jesus, isn't he? <laughs> and he was, he was really mad at me because I told him, no, we can't do it. <laughs> hey, if Jesus can save the world, surely he can figure out a PlayStation 5. It doesn't seem that much. That's what he said, yeah. Yeah, that's hilarious. I remember my kids getting mixed, mixed, um, mixed up with that. They got mixed up with germs and Jesus. So I'd say to them, you've got to wash your hands because your hands are covered with germs after you've been to the toilet. And they would look at their hands and they'd say, I can't see any germs. And I'd say, no, they, you can't see them, but they're actually there. And I can remember my youngest son saying, oh, a bit like Jesus. I can't <laughs> see him either, but he's actually there. Germs and Jesus, exactly the same thing. But I love this idea of baby Jesus and Santa Claus getting mixed up. That's fantastic. Hey, what, what happens? What, what are you doing church-wise? Because obviously, you know, I, I presume you've been pretty locked down in Mexico as well. I mean, are people gathering for church? Are you doing online church? I mean, you had a network of churches, IEDI. You know, what what are what are the churches doing in your network at Christmas this year? Well, some of the churches uh, were started getting ready to open up, but we got, we got the second wave of COVID nineteen mm. coming in. Mm. So uh, some of them had to stop. We had a church who, who were announcing their uh, Christmas special um, live. And they had to close it down in Brazil because of the second wave. So most of them, I would say 95% of them, are doing um, online uh, services, uh, mm. something special and different. And um, most of them will do something on the 20th and probably something smaller on the 24th, on the 25th. Yeah. Okay. But I tell you what, I, I've, I have loved this conversation with Charlie. I've got an insight into his life and into his family that I never thought I'd got. And I, I, I am going to think about Charlie on Christmas morning. When I wake up, I'm going to think about his kids going, oh, thanks, Santa Claus. I knew I was getting this. I think that's fantastic. I love it. Is, is, that, is she the one? Yes, is that right? she's the one that's getting all the presents. Uh-huh. <laughs> she's tight with the Amazon driver. The thing, her birthday is on the 15th. Ah. So she, well, presents are mine. I mean, how come you're giving one of them and the other one I can't get them? So I, I can't understand that. Yeah. <laughs> well, Duncan, here's what I'm going to do, mate. I'm going, I'm going to get on Uber Eats and I'm tracking down a tamales joint in London and I'm going to figure out how to order a tamale for you, Duncan, because they I are phenomenal. Charlie, thank you for the reminder, mate, because I had forgotten about the tamales. And I'm, I'm going to track one down in my neck of the woods as well. This is super fun. Charlie, thanks for giving us your time and sharing with us what Christmas in your neck of the woods looks like. Yeah, it's just, just one, one last question. Well, I have no clue. He, Perko said Feliz Navidad. What on earth does that mean? Feliz is happy. Navidad is Christmas. Feliz Navidad, happy Christmas. I'm going to remember that as well. That's brilliant. Yeah. Hey, God bless. Portuguese, now that in our network we have a Brazilian church, it's yes. Feliz Natal. 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 Okay, Natal. Feliz Natal is Portuguese. To the main. Yeah. What do they say in Australia, Perko? We say Happy Christmas or Merry Christmas, but I, I've heard people say Happy Christmas. We also call him. Um, you know, we say Santa Claus, but we also refer to him as Father Christmas sometimes as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jolly old Saint Nick. That's it.
Hey, Charlie. Merry Christmas, my friend. Merry Christmas. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Natal. Hey, Perco, these last two episodes of our Bricks and Clicks podcast have been, I think, some of the most special as we've gone to the four corners of the world and found out how Christmas is celebrated there and what God is doing in churches around Christmas time, around the world. I've thoroughly enjoyed it and it's made me feel incredibly Christmassy. Um, so I, I just want to wish you a Merry Christmas, Perks. I've really enjoyed being your co-host on this journey of, of, of the podcast. And I can't wait for everything we've got planned for 2021. It's an exciting year when there's a sense of hope and something new in the air. Don't you think so? Absolutely, Duncan. I'm, I'm with you, mate. It has been my absolute honor and pleasure. Um, thanks for your friendship. Thanks for being a great co-host on the podcast this year. And uh, yeah, wish you guys a very Merry Christmas in the UK. Can't wait to come and visit you in 2021. And like you said, Duncan, we've got some fantastic content planned for next year. But for all of our listeners out there, before we race ahead into 2021, I hope that you have the very best Christmas in 2020 with your family. Merry Christmas to all of you. Merry Christmas, everyone. Well, we hope this episode of Bricks and Clicks was helpful. If it was, then we'd love if you could leave us a review on your preferred podcast platform. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you are leading a church in Australia, the UK or Ireland, we'd love to help you grow your church by reaching unchurched people. Go to www.bricksandclickpodcast.com and click on your country's flag to find a whole bunch of free resources to help your church go further, faster and become irresistible once again.